to commend you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, just yeah. a young, courageous fella to um, be um, just pressing and pushing the conversation because, you. you know, these kind of talks, honestly, can be like therapy to us. Um, absolutely. And you know, you know how it is. Uh, you know, we, we don't really, you know, really touch that side of psychology and psychological <laughs> matters. You know, yeah. we, we're, we're not on, we're not on the couch. We're not in, in therapy <laughs> sessions. Um, we, we try and heal in different ways. And so when you get men willing to open up and, and join in this kind of conversation, yeah. I think it's, it's really powerful. And I think I've shared with you, I'm really, I just really respect what you're doing um, you. with, with the men and just your consistency and diligence towards it. Thank and truly, you. you know, there's great, there's great fruit and harvest that will remain. And no one will be able to take that from you. Amen. No, Amen. thank you. I totally agree, man. I think it, I think it's, and I saw you would, you would agree, especially with all your experience and years in ministry, that these are moments that we shouldn't take for granted with, with what we're actually witnessing here in regards to how God is revolutionizing, you know, today's men, you know, his sons and, and how we're actually dealing with things that, that we go through. Because I, I, I've, seen, I've seen a pattern with all the guys that are brought on with, with whatever height they are in their lives now, with how God has really had to deal with certain areas of their hearts that have kept them to be men that we could, that, that are consistent enough to even now right. share their story at this point of time, you know. I'm sure you see many men come and go. <laughs> men, listen, <laughs> shooting stars. Literally, sir. Uh, just, yeah, coming and going. And, Literally, um, sir. I think it's it's important to state that we're, we're all under construction. We're still, you know, I'm still a work in progress. 100%. Um, but I, I've come a long way. I'm better yeah. than what I used to be. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> I'm not where I want to be, but I'm yeah. better than where, where I used to be. Like, Saints yeah. used to say something, the old Saints, <laughs> something to that effect. Um, but I think it's, you know, when, you know, when we talk about this topic, when men hurt, mm. obviously as men and growing up as, as, as young, young men and young black men, whatever, you know, there's general narratives that kind of, uh, weave into every culture yeah. you know you hear it you hear it from a very young age that if you're a boy you're not supposed to cry mm. um, uh, you know man up mm. <laughs> all these things can in connection with your emotions don't don't show that don't do that don't cry yeah. don't feel don't be such a baby yeah don't cry like a girl yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know be a man get over it and I, I was thinking, is you know, because I, I, I when I uh, loaded one of the, the flyer for this this talk, I I was playing that Buja Buja Banton song. <laughs> who said big man no cry? You, you get me? <laughs> who said it? Really? Who bought into that lie? Who bought into that narrative? So um, I think we we are just sub, whether unconsciously or subconsciously, yeah. we are raised to just process pain by mm. powering through it wow and just moving on yeah i went through it but i don't have time to unpack it yeah uh, i don't have time to dwell on it there's things mm. other things that i've got going on and particularly mm. when you reach adulthood you know when you've yeah. got bills to pay who's got time for 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 <laughs> you know to, to process pain yeah and, and to process uh you know matters of your soul your soulish realm your emotions mm. um and so we're, we're raised to power 
through pain mm. and, and very rarely process pain. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking, obviously, because we're, we're believers here. Yeah. We're believers here. Most of us who are, who are watching probably are, are, believe in some form. Yeah. There's there's not much difference uh, between the methodology of of raising men in the world and raising men in the church. If we're really it's, honest, huh? <laughs> if, we, if we're honest, yeah. right? There's 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 not like it's not like um, you know, you you come into Christ and you come into the kingdom and then oh now we're in a a whole utopia of mm. transparency and openness and mm. and men sharing their yeah. hearts because it's, it's really not that in yeah. fact i was thinking i was thinking about this you know there's there's no method real real difference in the church until the generation of the millennials you know people people shoot down the millennials and shoot yeah. down you know the, the creatives and those that yeah. push the envelope in these conversations but i say god bless the millennials wow. because our fathers weren't having these type of conversations wow. Our fathers weren't having these conversations about pain and about, mm. you know, being hurt and uh, depression yeah. and, and mental wellness and, and wholeness and, and how trauma from the, your, your childhood can yeah. affect how you function as a fully grown man. We, so, we don't, we don't, we don't, you know, it wasn't like we, again, we came into this utopia and all our elders, <laughs> come on. Jamaican and, and, and you know, Nigerian and Ghanaian yeah. elders and African elders. No. So, 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 so what's the difference about, about the millennial then, would you say then? Do you, do you think the advancement of society and culture in regards to what's available? Because I definitely agree with you. I feel like cause even your comments about, you know, obviously as men, we're not really on the couch, faith and whatnot. I would say that there's definitely this group of guys, millennials and millennials then, a lot of us are facing our demons. A lot the intake yeah. of counseling now has has moved from a, a demonic like you got issues to where like now we all need counseling now because there's 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 almost this authenticity that we all carry where we're just like you know what I can't live life pretending that you know I'm okay. I, I need to sort something wow. out. For those of us that are trying mm -hmm. to grow, you know, holistically, so to speak, you know what I mean. Which which is surprising now with the whole new age stuff and all that stuff. <laughs> that's going on. Yeah. Same time, you know what I mean. So yeah, I would love to know your thoughts on what do you think the transition was between you know the elders above you and obviously millennials under you, where things begin to shift in how we were. Yeah, I, I think I, I again I think it, it part of it is the I believe the advancement of um, social media in terms of the just sharing. We're we're in a generation you know Ooh. for a number of years now where we share that's good let me okay. share parts of my life okay and i i i do believe that's had has had some impact on okay. just the freedom now yeah. to share yeah. um and sometimes you still get you know some of the gr grumpy grumpy elders like oh wait don't put that on facebook too much and i and i understand the sentiment yeah. <laughs> but again people are looking for validation yeah. People are looking to for recognize something about my life, yeah. um, and it's an outlet and an avenue uh, mm. that many latched onto. Of course, yeah. that that's why it's grown exponentially, you know, over the last you know fifteen years, 10, 15 years. Yeah. So uh, that's a part of it. And then I think also, um, it's amazing though, because sorry to cut you, the, the, the yeah, no. also gets a bash. 
and where people feel like there's a bit of oversharing or people use social media to project an image that's not really real outside of it as well. But it's, it's amazing to see the good contribution is brought to us in that we are, we are all been forced some way somehow to share. Even our elders, they've been forced. The, this pandemic, they've been forced on, online and forced yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. into these conversations. Yeah. And that's, so absolutely, I think that yeah. that is a positive, regardless of you know over the oversharing things yeah, of that yeah. nature, which there is. Yeah. Um, um, but also, I think also just the silence of our fathers sometimes have uh, has impacted us in ways where mm. we've tried to make a determination. Mm. I'm not going to be like that. I'm I'm not going to love like that. I'm not going to communicate like that. Um, I, because I know the void that it left in me wow. when I experienced it when I was growing up. And wow. therefore, I don't then therefore want to uh, project that and implement that yeah. into uh, another generation. Wow. And I think that, and, and part that I do believe is, 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 is you know, low-key a move of God in terms wow. of uh, mm. just just saying, hey, you know, people need authenticity. People need to know that that we're real and mm. that even in in corinthians i believe it's corinthians it might be corinthians ephesians maybe ephesians or or maybe hebrews who yeah I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be well, 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 theological. it's in the bible let's leave it at that it's in the bible where where uh the apostle paul talks about that there's common thoughts among men yeah that no no no, no one's under overtaken by something yeah. that doesn't have commonality in the world so if one person is going through it, it it's more likely that a hundred people are going through it okay yeah yeah that, yeah. That, yeah, yeah yeah right yeah so i think um part of that 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 impetus by the holy spirit is saying hey mm. i want to show a genuine body i want to show a genuine church yeah uh, because it's remarkable in scripture that you see just the raw you see you see you see depressed men, you see depressed prophets, wow. you see the pain of Jesus, um, you see emotions. Fam, all of it is in there, fam. It's <laughs> like in there. Thousands, thousands of years old, man of God. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so why then do we get to a place where a traditionalism yeah. has tried to rob the emotional experience mm. uh, from, from the body of Christ? Mm. You, you can't do it it's, it's important so yeah. you know i think it's it's important that we're in this place now uh and that we the holy spirit and of course his word helps us to navigate these spaces mm. where we're having these conversations as men we're yeah. being more vulnerable uh yeah. we're being more transparent mm. than the generation before us and it's not just for shock value it's not yeah. just let me let me out shock you with what I oh you went through that let me let me tell you what I went through but that there's real healing moments that happen in mm. sharing yeah there, there's real healing moments that happen in community mm. that you, I just you you actually heard me yeah. uh, and you you didn't cast me out you didn't judge me um, but you you loved me there's there's no power like that and I think men are long overdue for the healing power of that kind of community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, that that's what makes what we're doing right now, you know, all the more relevant and, and potent as well. 
and 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 what's actually being discussed and and what's what fruits being born in, in the lives of men, right? Man. So, sir, you know, we would love to know, you know when, <laughs> was, men, when 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 men hurt. Hurt. yeah, okay. <laughs> When Rev, Tim, when Rev Tim when hurt. Tim hurt. <laughs> Let me share my pain. Let me share my pain. <laughs> All right, I, I, was saying, I was saying to you backstage, like, man, you, you got me to dig into some um, archives. Um, and I, no lie, I was getting actually emotional thinking back to certain things. Wow. Um, and it, again, it's, it's my my story. Some people yeah. say, oh, that's, that's nothing. No, this is this is what's made me who mm. I am today. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and I was just brought, I was thinking about that I've only seen my dad cry once in my lifetime. Wow. Yeah. And that might be one more than many of you have actually seen. The real talk. Right. But I was thinking about it, the, the power in seeing him cry. Um, it, was, it was powerful because you see your superhero cry and it, it, him crying made me cry and it was at a time when I when I guess a lot of my emotions were mm. bottled up were, were caged up and in reflection mm. I'm thinking about about you know the context of of the moment this outburst where uh basically I personally believe it was a symptom of my dad's depression because my mum my had passed, my wife had passed, uh, yeah. his wife had passed, my, my mother. Yeah. And he basically remarried, went to Jamaica, remarried within the space of a year. Oh, wow. Right? And, came, and then, obviously, I have older sisters. They were fuming. Jeez. How, how old was you, sir? Sorry. Uh, I was uh, uh, eight, 18. 18. Okay, I'll my mum passed okay. when I was 17, and, and, and when when I first saw him cry, I was 18 years old. 18 years old. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so basically, he came, he came back from Jamaica, married a married man, and he hadn't told anybody. And my sisters, okay. we had a family meeting, and my sisters were giving it to him. She's on the biscuit. They they were letting him have it. Wow. What kind of man are you? What about mum's memory? Um, and he just got up and screamed. Jesus. And started crying and said, I, I and just broke down and said, I was lonely. I've oh, been God. lonely. Jesus. I had no one to talk to. Mind you, my dad, mum and dad were married nearly, I believe, 36 years. Wow. So he's like, I had nobody to talk to. I had nobody. She let up. Wow. Io? <laughs> I can only imagine the scene, bro. We wept. Wow. All of he, you. He was tired of being strong. Jesus. Yeah. Yes, sir. And yes. and obviously he was grieving. Yeah, of course. He was grieving. And I think uh in terms of um I think of just in just in terms of uh why I'm saying I, I think in, in in retrospect he's probably he was probably depressed. Yeah. Um because he hurried those the, the you know the decision to get married through. They're still married today, so praise the Lord. Yeah. Um but I think it's 
you know, it speaks to something about normalizing wow. how easy it is for men to get depressed. Yeah, Ooh. that we're not mental superheroes. Yes, sir. We're not some emotional superhero. We're not. We can say, "Oh, women are more emotional," but I just I think that's a fallacy. It is. I think the the <laughs> in the soulish realm there are emotions. Yeah, and anyone can be privy to it. Now we can be probably trained better to mask our emotions mm. or repress our emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that depression isn't present. Mm. And so I was, I was looking at some, um, so like some signs and some symptoms of, mm. of, of depression. And uh, I, I was like, I've had, I've probably had every one of these wow. in, in my life. Wow. Right. I was, I, I said, I probably had at some point before Christ, after Christ. Yeah. Some of these symptoms in my life. Wow. So e e eating disorders. Wow. Fatigue, wow. feeling sad and in angry inside that leads to emotional outbursts. Wow. Unable to perform daily chores. This is a, a psychological wellness website. Unable wow. to perform daily chores. Been there. Increased irritability. Come on, hands up, men. Moody. Lack of consecration. Jeez. Lack of interest with work and family. Lack of sleep. Uh, Self-medication with drugs or alcohol I, I would even add pornography to that yes i would so i believe there is a, a connection between depression and pornography yes um is. suicidal thoughts probably the only thing I, I haven't had i haven't got that far in terms of i i just need to check out but yeah. an, another thing um another symptom erectile dysfunction jeez that's a real one sir. that's a that's that's something that men don't really talk about Yes, <laughs> but but do you know how depressing it is when when the soldier won't stand up, bro? bro. <laughs> but I was thinking, I've had every one of those symptoms in my life. Yeah. Um, and but it just kind of we just again, like I said at the beginning, we just power through. We just. What is talking. that? What is that? What's that? What's what is that power through then? Is that? <laughs> Because look, literally, it's crazy because all of us can relate to it. So clearly, there's some sort I don't know innate response to like the, the how we handle what we do means just to go through. Like, have we mixed powering through with what it means to really endure or what it means to really process? You know, well, I think I do think the the church in general have had uh, okay. have done an inadequate job in in the theological doctrine of suffering i just think that. we 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 haven't handled it with the nuance with the uh depth and the appreciation uh, that it is needed because it's woven throughout the scripture and it's woven through the text and mm. some 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 um of what i believe is deep down we think that if we ignore it it, it will just go away yeah and ultimately Sometimes we've powered out of something and we thought that's it. Yeah. Only for it to show up in another area. <sighs> Bigger and badder than the seed that it was sown in. Right? So, yeah, um, yeah this power throughout. Again, I just think it's, it's, a, it's a cultural thing that we, we've heard from early. Again, come on, you don't cry. No, no, man up. Fight. Be, fight. If anybody, go, just keep going. 
Um, and, you know, it's, it's, ta it's taken us through some things, mm. but I think it's also uh, caused us to reach a, a, a level of emotional immaturity that at some point is going to show up in air, other areas of our life. It's going to it's going to show up in our marriage. It's going to show marriage. Up marriage. Yeah, let's talk about marriage. <laughs> it's going to show up in um in our in our work or, or our career or our or our calling. Uh, it's going to show up in in our parenting. At yeah. some point, we don't deal with these things or allow the Holy Spirit to process these things and deal with these things. This great physician who knows us from the inside out. If we don't allow him mm. in, um, then you know, this, the harvest can show up in other areas of our life. Yeah. And so I was thinking that some of, you know, even some of my most painful moments in my life, mm. they generally occur with what I have loved the most. Wow. I think pain is, is very closely attached with love. Yes, sir. And love, in fact, when you love something, you open up yourself to be hurt, hurt yes. by what you love. Yes. Right? Yes, I, I, I agree. Do you agree with that? <laughs> I agree. <yeah. laughs> I, I, I agree. Yeah, that's a, the, the saying. There's a thin line between love and hate. I told I told my wife one time. There's a thin line. Remember that song? <laughs> On my show, my age. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that song. Literally, okay. the, the, the melodies are familiar though. But I was literally telling her like, like when you when you deep the people that you dislike the most or hate the most ever is more time that I tell it's people that you had great love for before. And I yeah. feel like hate is like love twisted, where it's just like you you the energy but the, the energy behind the love you had is now geared towards hurting rather than is embracing because of what happened, the moment. Yeah. Any kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. What what we become connected to. Yes, has the uh, uh, propensity to produce the most pain in us if it doesn't go the way that we want it to go. Come on, that either we envisioned yeah. or the actual reality of it. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, family pain comes from family. Pain can come from career or, or, or you know what happens in your career. Pain can come from your calling. Pain uh, can come from your, your what you identify with the yeah. most. And so I kind of just wanted to draw like maybe just maybe about three accounts of what, what the Holy Spirit just led, led on my heart to share. Um, because I think a lot of it, I, where, where I start from, a lot of what I've gone through in life, I think I'm, I'm drawing a connection to this. Okay. Um, you know, I mentioned about my dad remarrying and, and my mom passing. Yeah. Um, I was a mama's boy. I mean, I was... I was a mama's boy. I I'm the last of six. Uh, six? I'm a wow. twin. I'm a twin. I was oh, yeah, the yeah. last one. Mom had me, you know, in you know late early forties, I believe. Jeez, uh, love child, yeah. Late 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 thirties, yeah. Wow. And we were twins. And I'm I came out fourteen minutes after my brother had already left because uh, I, I say I wanted to enjoy some time to myself. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, so I was a mummy's boy. I mean, she she treated me like the baby. Um, she would uh, she I tell us I tell people she was cutting up my food, my chicken. I would only eat chicken breast. I wouldn't eat no other piece. I didn't eat rice and peas. Uh, wow. So she'd on Sunday she'd boil me my special 
my my single little pot of white rice. Jeez. She would cut up my chicken into bite-sized pieces. At about 10 years old, she was still cutting up my food, Jeez. cutting off the, 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 the crust of my sandwich Jeez. in neat little, neat little squares. I was the, the spoiled, uh, beloved boy. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so then at, at um, 17 years old, or well, 16, uh, going on to 17, I, you know, this woman, my mom, the one who I, in my mind, loved me the most, <laughs> <laughs> she gets diagnosed with cancer. Wow. Yeah. And um, I remember that day, you know, was was a madness in terms of just she, mom and dad sitting us down and telling us all, all the children, all six of us, and um, just me breaking, break, breaking down and crying and yeah. things of that nature. But, you know, one thing that's remarkable that as they were doing various treatments, so she had chemo, she had surgery, she had chemo, she had a mastectomy, um, uh, but she was just getting progressively worse. Uh, and over the, and over, so it was about a period of, um, so yeah, I was 16, so about a period of a year and a half. Um, she was just getting worse and more so had to stay in her bed uh, because she just felt sick all the time. Wow. And um, I began to pull away. Yeah. Like I, I, I just, I just um, would uh, go with uh, friends. I'll be out with friends. Wow. Um, I, you know, my dad would say, hey, you, you know, mom's been asking, well, how comes you didn't come? see her today and um i'd i'd you know so what i'd do i'd go in her room kiss her hi mom and just go right out i right. couldn't um process the pain of her yeah. deterioration yeah um and so what kicked in was this protection mechanism mm. that i think men often develop mm. where to protect me from the pain, I'm and, and and protect me from having to confront the depth of the emotions that are going on on the inside of me. Mm -hmm. This grief at, at you know 16, 17 years old, that instead of dealing with that, I'm going to withdraw within myself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to to pretend or not pretend, but just have as little to do with the reality of that thing yeah. to protect what's going on on the inside of me. Wow. And so I withdrew in within myself. Yeah. I, I detached myself from the pain of that situation. Yeah. And so she, and she passed and I just, you know, that that's, there's just huge remorse there. Wow. Because I could have spent more time with her, but I was selfish with my own pain. Wow. I should have I should have done better, but as a young man, I didn't know how to uh, process that. Yeah, and so um, yeah. Uh, so so <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you want to? Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I, I think there's there's a there's a joke that my family make about me. It's like I'm running my wife would say, 
she she calls me iRobot sometimes. Oh, wow. He says you're iRobot because you know naturally I'm I'm laid back. Naturally I'm I'm a quite calm guy. Yeah. Um but sometimes I can emotionally detach myself. Wow. From things that just are overwhelming or things that cause pain, yeah. uh, people that cause pain. Mm. Um, and I've grown, I've grown in leap, leaps and bounds in Christ, but mm. obviously this soulish realm is still in the process of being sanctified. Yeah. So, so I, I think sometimes I wonder if it's attached to that significant moment in my life mm. where there have been serious times where I have, um, just with just detached from whether it's, it's my marriage or issues in my marriage wow. uh, or, or issues with, with my children or issues in, in work or ministry, that this protective mechanism sometimes still wants to rear its ugly head and kick in. Yeah. But ultimately, I think the only way that you can really process pain truly is by going through it. Going through it. So what, so would you say then like that, the, the times where you was not obviously spending time with mom, then would you like pain wise then like, so obviously you used to, you used to um, the, the analogy of going through it. Would you then say that basically you had part to your pain and then had filled maybe the space where, where pain could be processed? But that's do, being active in the streets and doing stuff. Like, how was you able to like park that and like you know what I mean, kind of thing? Like, and how would you say would would how would it look like if you were to process that versus? Um, well, and, like, get a bit practical so they can probably see what the difference would be as to how to handle that. Because what you're saying is, it's, it's, yeah, it's right, well. right. <laughs> Again, I think <laughs> you know, part part of like what we're doing. How I, really I needed to talk to someone. In, Okay. my family okay. about it um now when i did get married i i did speak to my wife about that part of my life she oh, was wow. the first person i ever shared that with that you know what i bailed out on my mom Jeez. when she needed her baby the most Jeez. i wasn't there Jeez. so i shared that with her but in some of the in terms of what happened how that played out in my life yeah. Heavily medicated with marijuana. Wow. I, was, I was married to Joanna. That's what I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> married to Joanna. <laughs> um, I had just started dating my wife. Wow. Um, and so I put a lot of, of, of my time in, into that relationship. And that obviously that relationship was, was extremely volatile as well. Yeah. Um, but those are just some of the things that but exactly. very, very rarely did I talk about that part of my life. Wow. Um, and I just kind of masked it under just being cool and easy going on. He's cool. Uh, without, without really knowing, you know, the, the, the pain that's yeah. people knowing the pain that's uh, bubbling. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So, <laughs> no. So obviously you mentioned with marriage, you know, that's going to expose everything that's in you. Literally, fam. Right. <laughs> so whatever you. you tried to hide is going to come out. 
whatever you, whatever, whatever's under processed is going to come out. Whatever the Holy Spirit hasn't had opportunity to heal is going to come out because marriage is a pressure cooker. It's, a, it's an amplifier. And so when we got married, when I wanted to detach myself, it's not going to fly with, with this New York woman that, nah, you need to give me something. Yeah. Um, and so, there, you know, there's times where that was just a huge point of contention wow. that I'm not giving. There's always a part of me that I'm reserving away from her. So, how, so, so that's the kind of like, sorry to cut you as well. So is there any example you could give as to what that looks like? Because sometimes I feel like what you're saying is very common amongst men, yeah. in marriage, you know, especially men that I, you know, talk to or mentor, whatever. And some of them genuinely believe that it's normal. Like how they, they think they're being a man and that she's just being needy or being a woman. Well, yeah. Are you able to kind of let's give me an example of what that experience impacted you and how that impacted you and your wife? That's kind of like, just to show the dysfunctionality of it. So people have to realize, you know what, it's not normal for a man to be such close up and think that he's being a man, you know, but, but essentially he's not actually being emotionally available or, or he's not being emotionally... Yeah. Adapted, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's the kind of like, let's give a bit more... Yeah, know. I think, again, part of it is is that same power through, power through uh, fallback that we get, that, okay. I, you know, as a man, you know when it's not right. I don't care. You know, you know, you know. You know when you know when the sex is not popping. You know when the affections are not popping. You you know when there's something on her mind. But my emotional detachment is I know it's going on, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with it. I don't want to open Pandora's box. I no man, we'll we'll just we'll just continue and it's gonna resolve itself. And and that's what we do as men. We'll just it will resolve itself. It, it will work out. And so... <laughs> I love my own experience. Yeah, so it, 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 that's that's generally how it plays out, where we're, we're, we're not willing, whether it's fear, whether it's, you know, tiredness, whether it could, even it could be depression, mm. um, that I'm, I'm just not going to deal, deal with this. Mm. I'm just not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna deal with some of the issues that that have arisen here. I'm just gonna. Hopefully, it will work out. And and then what happens is, is your relationship becomes very shallow. It becomes wow. very surface. Mm. And so, I remember one time my wife called said, "Hey, we you we're just like roommates. We might as well just say we're roommates. Wow. We we might as well say we might as well say we're roommates. Yeah. I, I can imagine how she said that to you as well. Yeah." <laughs> Again, it's, 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 it's tough, you know, it's, it's tough, real, you know, real, some, some of the, you know, when I think back to some of the moments of my life, you know, I spoke about um, some of the symptoms of depression yeah. and, um, you know, for a, a, a part of our marriage and there was a time, again, I, mm. I talked back to the soldier, the soldier just wasn't, wasn't um, reporting for, for duties well. <laughs> was um, and again it's like who who do you who do you talk who, who do you as a man go to when that's, real. That? that's real and ultimately the only person you, you're supposed to go to is 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 with the one that you're supposed to honor honor with your body 
Yeah. And, um, but there's just a whole, in fact, I'm actually writing something in, in connection with that. Wow. Uh, that's, that's loading for 2021, but that's, yeah, that's a, just a, just a whole, you know, again, that, that avoidance, uh type of of conflict of resolution it just it just yeah. doesn't work so yeah. you know there'll be times where we wouldn't speak we would have conversations i think our longest time was three months married we'd we'd speak through the children are you being for real father? i'm being for real jeez i'm being yeah. for real Jeez. yeah and you know one of one of the days <laughs> I've done two or three days, but about three months. Hey. Yeah, three months. And of course, you know, so you know, if we're not speaking for three months, you know what else is not happening for three months. <laughs> hey. Hey. And what hey. does that do to the environment of marriage? It, wow. creates, it creates pain. Yeah. Hmm. It creates hurt. It creates emotional dissonance. Jesus. So then, like, because obviously you're talking about obviously the the con um um you're talking to the end of your, your conclusion on how you responded and then if we were to do, if we were to do it right then how would you know especially for the guys that are single now you know not yeah. married you know what, what is the process to learn how to emotionally connect with your partner you know what's the linkage between how you emotionally connect with a female uh, your partner. Uh, and now as a single man, what do you? How do you deal with that? You know. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah. The blueprint is in, is in Genesis two. You know, where it talks about that they were naked and they were not ashamed. My God. <laughs> huh? Yeah. You you've got to find a, a a means, a mechanism, an avenue to do that with um who who you're dating or who you um desire to marry, and hopefully, and you want to do that even before. Yeah, that's what I was as, say. as a single man, you want to do you want to try and do that work again. I I love how we're going in that direction where therapy for men is being more normalized. Yes. but not everyone's going to go to therapy. But you need to have confidants. You need to have covenant, you know, peers, covenant yeah. peership where peer peership where I can. I need, I need to talk about me. And it's not just a joke thing. It's not just fun and games. It's not just banter. It's not just FIFA. It's, it's actually, guys, can we actually talk about, because sometimes you see outbursts in the mandem. You see, you see certain things in behaviors. And what do we do? Power through. We don't address, we don't address people. We don't, oftentimes we don't address people. It's true. Until it's true. It and, and then it blows up. Yeah, it's true. I said to my wife the other day, like, I can't remember what film I was watching. I said, I said, looking back, I said, a lot of us young man them on the streets, we had some mental issues, bro. The way we used to get angry and quick <laughs> and react, it wasn't normal, you know? The way we used to switch in a moment, Wait. it wasn't normal. <laughs> it's not, it's not normal. It's not normal, but we normalized it because of how common it was, or like, oh, he's that guy. But it's just like, I, I realized, like, looking back, you know, a lot of us growing up, Emotionally, maturity levels were, were 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 low, bro. Yeah, they were low, and and that's the reason why we used to fight a lot because we're we're, we're expressing emotion through strength, through through anger, through like through powering through by showing that I can't be taken for something. You know what I mean? Come on. Like, yeah, Come on. yeah. Come the preach. No, so as you're talking, it's just like I'm, I'm mirroring because I'm like our experiences from young to old is making us up to what we are now and that's how we're right. choosing to. You know what I mean? So. 
with everything you're saying, because bro, that's deep, bro. Like, like, like the remorse must be so deep with the whole mom situation to now yeah. the marriage, and then now having to almost like face the reality of not having to really now connect to somebody on that level. On that, that level, is, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's I can only it's tough. tough. You know and, what I mean? And by the grace of God, yeah. that, that, you know. We made it through some of those those harsh times, but I did see that kind of avoidance, you know, mm. play out, power through, cover, not really deal with the issues until the yeah. the harvest comes. And yeah. now you have to deal with the issues. Yeah. Um, and so I, 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 I saw that that play out. Um, but you know, we've grown, me and my wife, we've grown. There was there was something I was thinking about in terms of pain and the process. Uh, yeah. something that happened about four, three, maybe three years ago, maybe four years ago. Yeah. Um, I was teaching a series at the church called The Repairing of the Breaches. Okay. And um, it was it was real deep, introspective heart stuff. Yeah. And so um my wife, and we were in a good place, but my wife sent me an email. And um, there, was this, there, there was this guy, like when we was really going through it, he was a friend, more like her friend. Mm. Um, but we, I, I knew him and he, he was going through some stuff. So mm. we'd, he'd come around the house and we'd feed him and minister to him, you know, talk to him and stuff. And mm. um, so in this in this um, repairing of repairing of the breaches series, um, my wife said, "Oh, you know something I've got I've got to tell you. Um, and I can't. The Holy Spirit just won't let me not tell it." Jesus, <laughs> sounds a little bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Okay," and she was like, "Well, me and this guy, um, you know, when we was going through, we had a moment." So now, listen. If you if you get the picture, right? <laughs> I'm seeing the picture loud and clear. Of okay, okay. We're in a, a, a okay place. We're not in a bad place. We've yeah, dealt yeah. with those issues. This guy, you'd have to go back. How long we've we been married? Twenty three years. So you have to go back, maybe seventeen years. Wow. When he was in the picture. Yeah, but yeah. Holy Spirit don't forget stuff, does he? don't forget matter. <laughs> I'm scared now, boy. And so, but I'm, I'm, I'm using this just to say how the tendency, because I have to, like, obviously she said, I was, so I was like, okay, I'm not sure how to deal with it because it's, it's back then, but yeah. obviously as a man, I want to know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does an encounter? What what does that look like? What, what is a moment? The was it, moment? You know, did was it? You know, you know. Yeah. All right. what, did, what, did it go all the way? Um, and she was she was like uh, you know, it was just a kiss one time. He kissed me, and um, I pushed him off. You know, pushed him off, but we did kiss and and uh. Pain, pain, pain. But here's here's the growth. <laughs> <laughs> it is real tonight. Bro. I didn't bury it. I didn't bury it. So I just want to say I'm, I'm proud of myself. There, wow. we 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 got to kind of talk it through. Um, 
Am I, am I, you know how the enemy plays at stuff like that. 100% sir. You can't, you can't go back. I can't, mm. I can't go back, you know, and, and, and do what I'd like to do to that guy <laughs> who took my, who took my kindness for weakness and moved to my wife while we were looking out for him. Uh, but it, it was a marker in my life to say, Hey, You've actually yeah. grown. Yeah. I'm hearing you. And I think that's key for, for, for men to understand. We we can grow, no matter how long it takes, let's grow. We can grow. Amen. We we can keep going, we can get better. So we spoke about it, you know, laughed about it. There's still times it would just flash. I'd get flashbacks. Is that real? What? Is that real? How? When? <laughs> when? <laughs> Ready to get those several banks. <laughs> but growth. growth. Well, it was interesting because I was doing it this year. I was I was, I shared it for the first time. I haven't shared it with with anyone. Wow. And um, I was I was doing a marriage um, uh, whatever forum. Okay. And uh, you know there was men like I couldn't take that. I'd never. I'd never. I'd never forgive. I couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't. It would be what? divorce papers. Is it? Wow. Yeah, I was like, okay. But that's but that's men. That isn't that that's for men, a lot of times, if it's not perfection, yeah, we struggle with it. Yeah. If if it's flawed, if it's if it's broken, if it's you know, it's it's we, we can't handle it, we can't we can't really deal with it. Uh and I felt even as they were talking, I felt that. The, the man just kind of rise up. You know what? Yeah, that's a violation. Yeah. But you know what? Um, it's it's under the blood. <laughs> we we both made mistakes. We both did things inappropriate things yeah. uh, in that time, and the Lord 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 kept us and and healed us. And so I said to this man that was kind of railing, I was like, and that's I said that's fine. That's your that's that's your uh, choice. But I'm I'm telling you, if you're gonna, if you're going to be, if your marriage is going to survive, man of God, if it's going you're to going survive, to have to learn to forgive. to forgive things that hurt you. Hurt you. Hurt you. Yeah. So, you know, I thought that was interesting. It, I thought that was interesting. It, it was. We've got. We've got a question. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't know if the guys feel like I'm ignoring them. And um, okay. the only question you asked, um, what does the harvest look like? I think you're talking about obviously in marriage, it, it builds up and then you get this. Yeah, uh, the, the harvest it, it can look like um, it can look like again flashpoints, like where something simple erupts, mm -hmm. like something simple around the house, mm. and next thing you're going at it. Well. The thing that happened around the house was not the the the, the producer mm. of of what erupted. Yeah, it was it was something that was deeper, something that was unresolved uh, mm. in the soul. So it, it could look like that. It can look like uh, you know one one thing that can happen in marriage is that you 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 mirroring. So my wife, who's generally quite open and sharing she began to withdraw in it within herself yeah yeah that's to protect good, her heart that's a good one that's a so good one. now you got two detached yeah people worst place to be detached that. ships 
Too stubborn, prideful. Ships just passing each other. I thank God for a book by a, a lady called Nancy Missler, Chuck yeah. Missler's wife. She oh. wrote a book called Why Should I Be the First One to Forgive? Revolutionized our marriage. Wow. So, it, you know, that could be the harvest because it's because because of you powering through, they power through. And so you get someone that that you was meant to be the safe place for um, her her emotions. She could pour it unto you. She could she could pour out. She could be open and naked before you. But because of your uh, projections, they can't do that. Mm. And so then now the outlet has to be something different. Yeah, the avenue has to be something different. That's good, man. Even if I chip in, man, harvest for me looks like um, um, outbursts of anger to things that are, are trivial. But I remember the time I've chosen to respond in the same way. So, and because more times I've been passive with whatever before has been has been agitating me, it's, it's, it's been building up and something else happens. And I now respond in a way that's, you know, quote unquote, out of character that now becomes yeah. an outburst. So, most times, harvests are moments where. You, you react in a, a way to a situation that doesn't deserve that reaction <laughs> or that response, should I say? Yeah, and when absolutely. you, yeah, or, or when you even passively project what you feel onto the other person, you know, and that can come by way of manipulation, that can come by way of just, you know, you know, gaslighting, that's what I like to say. <laughs> All those other things where we try to like shift what we feel and pull it onto others and make them feel, you know, what it is that we're feeling by just, you know, trying to sway the situation. So, Outbursts is like that, literally. So, uh, yeah. Well, he's, he's also asked earlier. You mentioned lack of consecration, medicating with food. Feel free to dive into this one too. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, I think in terms of uh, uh, food or just anything that becomes inordinate, like for yeah. men, sometimes our vices are a result of unresolved issues, depression, uh, trauma. Um, and you know, one of one of my outlets in, in marriage was uh, pornography, because it, it was just easier to get in, get you know, get your your rocks off, whatever, yeah. and get out. Seemingly, you know, obviously, it's, yeah. it's not that simple. Than having to do the hard work, the grunt work of of dealing in, with a real woman, oh, yeah. uh, you deal with something digital uh, yeah. as a form of escapism. Uh, because it's it can seem easier to to deal with a real person, real emotions, real issues that takes time and and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, and of course, the root of that is is a lack of consecration. The root of that is, you know, that you, your value system in terms mm. of your relationship with God is enabling you to go ahead and do. Um, is enabling you to go ahead and, you know, make the choices that you make uh, with some of those 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 things, some of those vices. Mm. Powerful. That's good, man. And guys, please, consecration isn't just only prayer and fasting. Okay, it, it, it's it's the yielding, the submission, the surrender mm. of your will to God's will. You know, I, 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 I think that's a key part you mentioned there because even the fact that you put even food. I think Paul talks about the God of your belly. And right. You know, I, I told the man there before, I'll tell him again, like a lot of people that struggle with loss, check your diet life. Wow. 
You, you got <laughs> Check your <laughs> take your dietary, bro. There's a linkage between because lust, you know, it's not just sexual. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's, it's the desire and need for more uh, above yeah. what you need. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And I've I've seen that pattern, especially in my life, between lust, you know, and, and food. <laughs> I've seen it a lot. So we can see that sometimes the vices we get into are, are, are just outer expressions of what's absent within. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, and addictions are almost defined by the lack of self-control you have over yourself and now giving yourself over to be bound by something else. <laughs> Eat some <Wow>. fruits. <laughs> Literally, so yeah. <laughs> Eat some fruits. <laughs> this is deep, that's deep. And veg. <laughs> that veg is a big one, guys. Especially the green veg. The greener, the healthier. <laughs> but, but thank God for my wife. some green on your plates, right? No, green on your plates, bro. That, that woman, boy, there has not been, a, a, not, never has not been broccoli or cabbage or lettuce on my plate, on my plate, bro. <laughs> mm -hmm. no, yeah. So, wow. so, yes, yeah, so, just, just these lessons. Um, of course, I, I mentioned, like, what you love the most has the capacity to produce the most pain in you if it, if, if either by way of the experience of it or that it doesn't line up with what you envisioned for it. And yeah. so, you know, some of the most painful moments as, as beyond marriage, beyond family has been in, in ministry for me, uh, in, in my calling. Wow. Uh, and, and it, it, you know, for those, everyone has a calling, but for, it can also be in your career, in your job, uh, that, that if you love it and you, you really want to excel and exceed in it, that there's just, there can be a propensity for pain. And of course, in the people business, when you're dealing with people, ministries, people, there ain't no pain like church pain. <laughs> Signed up for it, bro. <laughs> Signed up for it. But you know, sometimes you, you enter in with a, with a naivety. Yeah. Um, because you think, well, you can think sometimes that everybody's like you. That's mm -hmm. not true. Mm -hmm. Everyone has the same kind of loyalty that you have. That's not true. <laughs> Everybody has the same kindness and heart that you have. That's what? not true. <laughs> uh, okay, so, and whether that's sheep or, or elders, uh, those over you, the, the pain that that can produce can be devastating. It can... It can knock someone out of ministry. Yeah, it can that. make somebody abort their call. Yeah. And so I was thinking even like when, when I came on, it, it will be 50, in just gone October was 15 years of full-time ministry for me. Um, wow. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, so when I when I came on, on, on staff, when my our bishop brought us, hired me on staff, um, you know, it, it, everything, everything seemed just ripe and right for God to do just something wonderful with the people <clears throat> that he had entrusted me in. People were excited. You know, it's, it's quite hard when you, when you, you take over from, you know, someone that was older, more mature, more distinguished in ministry. And then you have this young, young, you know, young buck. Um, here he comes. And everyone seemed to champion because that was part of the vision of, yeah. of the, the work that we're in. 
And um, I remember in, in the first year of ministry, we probably lost oh, maybe about 110 people out of the church. Hundred, maybe 110 people. What's, what's the percentage of that then, of the whole congregation? Well, we were, we were about, we were about uh, 200, 250 when wow. I took over. Almost half, basically, then. Yeah, so almost half. And all, all those that were, yeah, we're with you. We support you. Hi. You know, they're, they're, they, obviously, it, it, there was things that just weren't jelly. Yeah. And I just remember it was, it was painful. Yeah. It was, it was painful. You feel that rejection. Mm. And so, but again, you have, thank God you have, you have good people in ministry around you. You can yeah. share your pain. You realize that you're not alone. Other people are going through similar things. Other leaders, other pastors have gone through similar, similar things. Mm. Um, and, you know, what was left was a good bunch of people. That's good. Uh, but, you know, as we progressed, that group began to went down. I remember, you know, we got down to maybe about 30, 30 people wow. um, down from the hundred. And it's like, what, what's happening? You, 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 you try not to take it personal. Yeah, of course. Because it, that's what you're told not to do. Don't take it personal. <laughs> the spiritual thing to do. But it's personal. It's personal. <laughs> it's personal. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> so, but, but here's the thing. Here's, here's where it is. That we had a mentor. This is this this was one of the things. We had a mentor, and I personally think he, he was one of the pastors ahead of us. Yeah. And he trained me. I went to, you know, he was one of my mentors, but I trained he trained me, he raised me. Um, and I respected him and loved him. Mm. Um, but there were just some things that he were doing that just were not appropriate. Mm. and so he he basically got pulled back and sent back to the states okay so all this madness is playing out it seems like the church is just going through all this turmoil mm. um then our annual convention comes up and he uh i meet with my bishop bishop i don't like what i'm hearing about the church in london um I'm sending this same man back and you're going to have to report to him. So the same man, he comes back and he comes back letting it known. I'm, I'm in charge and don't ever try and usurp or think you could do it without me again. And uh, he is just, He's trying to destroy us. He's trying to break. And I remember one time he sent a letter. He sent an email. And my wife and I, we were checking the email. And it was, it was about the authorization for him to come back. And uh, he basically said, you, have, you are failing. You're a failure as a pastor. And if I don't come back, your church is going to go into ruins. You have absconded your responsibility. I mean, he just let me have it. And I remember I was sitting, we was in our bedroom. And I read it. And I just began, I just began bawling. I was cry, I was weeping over this email. And I remember my wife just behind me, just holding me. Because I had associated, um, yeah, I was, um, you know, a novice. I was new, but I was learning and my heart was right. Yeah. Um, 
And I remember just weeping, 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 weeping. Right? So then he comes back and then the, the basically it's, it, it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole plot over these first three, four years of ministry. We wow. find out that he was, you know, talking with all the trustees. There was all these clandestine meetings going on. And Shame. by the grace of God, we found this file, this dossier that one of our trustees had compiled. And basically this elder was going amongst the congregation and saying, I need the reports of what Pastor Ramsey is doing wrong. And we had people that we'd loved on, poured our life into, that had been writing these reports about our family, about our children, um, just just horrible stuff about, you know, just about, just, just saying I feel more wild, you know, just crazy, just, uh, it, it was all sorts, our marriage, we, we, you know, just lies and just this, and all this was being sent back uh, to our headquarters church. And I remember just like, you know, that was our real experience, like a real experience of just how do I get through processing this pain, this, this sabotage that you're trying to destroy us. And I remember um, after finding this, the, the, my wife found this dossier, we, we just were in shock at the names, friends in ministry, loved ones, people we went Bible school with, just, just denigrating our name. And I remember, I was like, wow. And so guess what? I began, so I had, I, I was, I, you know what? I'm the one with the microphone on a Sunday. And so I began to, in my messages, go on the attack. The message, firing shots, yeah. <laughs> firing shots, indirect, <laughs> in my messages. And I did this for about a month and a half. I remember one day, this is, this is how, why I'm telling you, you need the Holy Spirit to help you process pain correctly. Come on, sir. One day I'm stepping up to preach and the Holy Spirit says to me, do not feed my sheep bitter bread anymore. Do not feed my sheep bitter bread anymore. My Lord, bitter bread. As I'm walking up to the platform, I'm crying with tears, repenting. Because the Holy Spirit said, it's not, you know, that's not your responsibility to pour out your pain on them. And that's what people do sometimes. That's what men do sometimes. We pour out our pain on 100%. people. 100%. But there's only one that is able to take our pain. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. So he got me together. He got my mind right. He got my heart right. It was still painful. But yeah. you know, there was a supernatural grace to love. Wow. There was a supernatural grace to embrace. Wow. Yeah, I know. I saw what you wrote, but I love you. I'll counsel you. I'll pray for you. Yeah, I'll support you. Peter bread greater than Peter bread. Guys, man. Yeah, so, and that was actually part of the healing process that God enabled us to do that. Wow. And let me tell you, that man, that man, that elder, and every player in there, their works in the ways that we could have done got exposed. 
Serious. And the yoke, yoke got lifted. The bondage got lifted. Holy God. We had people, we had people coming crying all service. And I'll be like, why are they crying? Only to find out that they were in the plot as well. We didn't see their dossier. And they would come and apologize to us. And, and you know, I'm sorry for the part that I played in this. Jesus. And that was that was just a just a huge. You know, just 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 that moment with God, just knowing that um, he could he could do that. He could he could he could he's enough to handle our pain mm. and that I don't have to take it out on the people. I don't have to take it out uh, on, on, on those that I'm called to love and to serve. Mm. So someone asked, how do how did I know that we were healed? Well, it was quite funny. Something happened, the whole process where. You know, this man, the same elder got fired again from off our, our back. How many times did they go for us? Right. And um, I remember we had to go to the States because uh, they were going to basically say, tell us, well, this is what's going to happen now. Uh, and even before he went, he still tried to get the church closed down. But that's that's fine. God exposed every plot. And basically, when we went to the, the headquarters church, the very, you know, we're sitting in the reception area um, and the very person who walks through the door is this person. Same elder. Oh, gosh. Same elder. And we hug him. We laugh like nothing has ever happened. Wow. And that's how you know you're healed. Jesus. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying we trusted him. Nope. <laughs> but we could love him. Wow. We could that's we powerful. could love on him. Wow, that's powerful. That's yeah, so you know, but, but saying that and you know, we built the church up again and seen yeah. it, you know, because yeah. that can be church life. Yeah, and 100%. here's what I wanted to bring about it. Just because you were healed at, at one time for something doesn't mean you don't you have to stop doing the work because the adversary's patient. Oh, opportune times. <laughs> he'll he'll wait a seat. He'll wait. He'll outweigh your season of healing. Jesus. And hey. test it. And test it. And My trigger God. it. My God. Whoa. Yeah. Help me, Lord. And so one of the things, even like this year, one of the things, this year has been a, it's been a, I, I pray for pastors and, a, and, and leaders and apostles and bishops and things of that nature. Because this year, it, and just even for the church in general, it's, it's been testing. Testing. It's been testing. And so even during this this, pan, this pandemic and, you know, not being able to meet, we've had people leave, mm. um, you know. Um, and I can feel that, that. Let me just detach myself from it. Let me just yeah. go back within myself. But no, admit that it hurts that they've left. Mm, wow. Talk to us, yeah. Admit that it's a void, uh, but at the same time, still process it in God. Mm -hmm. That, you know, one thing my bishop always said to us, to us you, I, you, you, you don't owe anybody anything apart from to love them. <laughs> and so love without <laughs> expecting anything back. Sure. Of course, that's easier said than done. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
It's a powerful statement, though, man. Easy said that, though, but but that's how that's when you have a word over something. That's that's the the high ideal that you try and live to. Mm. That's the canon. Yeah. All right. I loved you for a season. Now it's a different season. Mm. I don't have to cry and weep and you know become you know just lay down in the fetal position and, and you know become a mess. Yeah. But I can acknowledge yeah. it does hurt. Hurts. I can acknowledge that I'm human enough that yeah you do. You do think, what's, what's wrong with me? Mm. But I think now we're at a place, particularly with my wife and I and, and some of the friends, and of course you and Iman and people like that and other friends that God has blessed us with, mm. that you can talk those things through. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's not, you know, official therapy, but it is therapeutic. Therapeutic, yeah, 100%, sir. Mm-hmm. Literally, I, I remember the day that I came to the, the, the situation and then you, and you, and you ended the conversation like Romans chapter 14, you know. Oh, no man. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, if anything I remember from that conversation was that last, that last sentence. I thought, you know what? Like, when it comes down to it, you know, and, and how I handle the offence and the pain, there's a word that gives me, that imparts the grace to understand that there's only one depth that I have to pay. You know what I mean, and that's yeah. to love them. You know what I mean, kind of, and it, and it's it's amazing because that counsel, you know, goes against the grain of the natural instinct of, of a man who, you know, who wants to pay back or you know, what I'm saying, you want to get your revenge and whatnot. And, yeah. and, it, and they brought a level of peace and 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 um, and um, you know, a level of just like direction and clarity on how to move forward. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, if we're not careful, if you let pain teach you. You, you become those people who be say hurt people hurt people. Yeah, wow, wow. And I would tell people process pain with the truth. Yeah, learn to reconcile the experience of what happened, the reality of it, and also test it against the truth of that thing that doesn't define you. That thing doesn't have to be your your your, your, your absolutely. And that's that's real faith. Yeah, because if if your if your faith makes you have to deny something. Wow. For it to be faith. It's wow. not really faith. Faith must deal with reality. It must it has to deal with the, the the real you know bread and butter of what it is to be faith. Has to be man. Live by faith. Come on. Live by faith. And and God's not afraid of the ugly. He's not afraid of of he's not afraid of our darkest thoughts. He's not afraid of you know, the depths of, you know, depravity, if I want to use a, a reformed word. <laughs> he's not, he's not, he's not afraid of that. Not afraid um, of, which oh. is why he's well at that, which is why he tells us, you've got to cast your care. You've got to, you've got to cast your anxieties. You've got to mm. cast your woe unto him. Mm. For he cares for us. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> literally, oh, literally, it's real, man. Because, yeah, you said some stuff, man. The enemy will, will outweigh your season of healing just to test it. Oh, yeah. He will. I think many of us, I think sometimes people equate that to not overcoming rather than understanding that, like faith, it has to be tried and tested to be proved genuine. So, and we shouldn't equate overcoming to feeling yeah it has to be choice driven and then proven by consistency of that choice 
being chosen. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, you're teaching now. You're teaching. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. But it, yeah that's what it is. It, it, quite a few guys are asking how was the healing process? How was it like forgiven? I think that's what it is. Because sometimes the pain of that's right. We need to forgive. It doesn't always go away, guys. But it doesn't mean you haven't forgiven. If I if I nick two of them with a car and I apologize and I'm, you you probably be like, okay, it's okay, but then you still got a broken leg. Exactly. That's it. And that, that's, that is actually, you know, when you when you look at the, the word that the King James translates charity is yes. it, it is that love in action. That action. You know, it's not the emotion of love, it's the yeah. action of love. Yeah. It's the deed of love. And yeah. so again, a lot of our forgiveness was that. Yeah. It was it wasn't a miraculous, oh, the feelings have gone away. It yeah. it was I'm gonna do what I know is right to do, regardless of how I feel about it. So I can't I can't throw the shade in my sermons. I can't that's that's not what God called me to do because there's a bunch of people that are not involved in this plot and you're feeding them the same bread. Bitter bread. You're pouring out your pain on them. What did they do? Pour out healing, pour out love, pour out faith, pour out joy. Yeah. And I remember one time, one I, 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 after that that delivering moment, yeah. after a few months, someone I remember one of the congregants said, "Pastor, you something's changed about you." Hey, my and goodness! I'll be like, hey, hey if, only you <laughs> if only you knew. If only you knew. I saved that for my memoirs. You know, that was a condensed, <laughs> condensed version. Literally, you know, it's deep. Yeah, the Holy Spirit said to you, "My sheep." Even those people that were doing wrong, he still called them sheep, you know. And exactly. it, it, if anything, it was almost a learning moment as a shepherd, you know, how to, I think, Psalm 78, to lead with, the, with a heart of integrity, which, which, which means that I don't shepherd you according to what you do, but according to like, who I'm called to be. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? Which is, like I said, easier said than done. Easier you know? said than done. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, and it's beautiful to hear you, you know, confess that, go, witness that, go through that, you know, especially for us lot that are, you know, young in the past again and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, 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 I entered this call with, with sobriety because <laughs> I entered this call with quite, I knew that if there's anything that we signed up for, it's pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I was talking to my pastor, and one time he asked me, what's the, what's the mark of an apostle? And most times we would go to the, all the glamorous stuff, it's patience, patient endurance, but patient endurance, enduring under, under, <laughs> yeah. He said, Faith right. and patience, you inherit the promises, you have need of patience. Um, <laughs> and you do when, when you're processing pain, you have wow. to be patient with it. Wow, with things with things that you love, yeah, you have to be marriage. You don't have no patience in marriage, don't <laughs> just forget it. <laughs> if you're impatient and you're single, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love is patient. That's the first word it says it is, bro. Right. <laughs> Love is kind of, right. get, get, get the first one done first, mate. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Look, real, real talk. Absolutely. It, it taught me the power of that. And, and obviously we understand that trials and temptations and all these things are what God uses to shape and to mold and to call us to be people who are patient and enduring, you know what I mean? So it's almost as if, like, I get where James said, consider it pure joy. Obviously, it's not joyful going through it, but then there was a right. perspective he spoke from in hindsight that you are about to become something that we can never become without this trial and temptation. Endure, 
<laughs> you know what I mean, kind of thing. So I have a mentality sometimes when it comes to the enjoying and, and that endurance is not it's not bearing people or tolerating. It's actually being able to remain consistent to who you're supposed to be, despite the presentation of what the moment is. I think you should be acting wow. differently. You know what I mean? So I think once, like you said, choice. You know what I mean? And and committing to that choice is what faith looks like in the midst of adversity and pain. But sir, man. You said some deep stuff that doesn't even ponder. There's a real life, real right? life, yeah. Real life. Mom was still doing me, but I can't even lie to you, bro. Yeah, so- that was you know I had to hold I had to hold it together. Yeah, because yeah, it's 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 a weighty one. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's one. Obviously, you can't go back and change it. Um, but you know, the, I've given it to the Lord. Yeah, and the Lord, the Lord has has healed me yeah. from that. Hallelujah. From from the pain of that, from yeah. the guilt of that, yeah, and that that's important. That's, that's the most important. Yeah, thing. and I'll see I'll see mum again, and and I know she'll oh, understand yeah. as well. There's pearly gates. Come on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful man. I feel like we should pray before we close out, man. It's been a, I can't believe it's nine o'clock already, but we, I feel like we, we've been talking for the last just twenty minutes or so, but it's been meaty. I'm telling you. Powerful, but I just want to thank you once again for sharing. Your stories, your moments of us, you know. I consider that these moments to me are priceless. You know, they're cherishable. The the moments that I think as men, if we, you know, in years to come, we'll reflect in our in our younger years when we invested ourselves in hearing these, these conversations that you know um, that are healing, therapeutic. You know, what I mean, and is wise counsel for us to maybe not re- repeat the same mistakes and to learn to do. Yeah. You know, what I mean, so we only become a better blueprint to the next generation. Of how to handle things for what we've learned from the previous months. So I just Amen. want to thank you for your transparency. Like you are real today, man. I can't lie to you. The stuff that you said today, that I don't think many men on this block would ever say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it just shows the 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 the, the power of, of of healing and freedom and and truth and that you yeah. know you, you're not bound to the opinions of men. You you're, you're here to speak something that can set free other men. So uh, it's, it's admirable. You know, I esteem it, I and I and I value it highly, man. So thank you, sir. So thank you don't you. Mind. Oh no, man, my pleasure, man. And you're doing so, a man. great, you're doing such a great work, I oh, man. It's, it's it's amazing, and I love your your, your group, your 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 band. You know, the four twelve men, and you you you're an amazing group of men, and yeah. just keep going, keep pressing, keep changing culture. Um, oh, man. I'm sure, and I know the Lord is pleased with it. Amen. Thank I know you. the Lord's pleased with it. Amen. No, it's, it's an honor and a privilege, man. Trust me. I, especially this year, I've I've appreciated it all the more, especially not being around the guys as much. Yeah. It's, it's, every Monday. Yeah, even now, I'm just like, <laughs> I really just, <laughs> COVID needs to go now, man. It's just too much. Gonna, we're done. We're just, we're just <laughs> done over. with it now, man. I've it's heard over. you. I've heard you. I understand. It's over. We get it. <laughs> Patience. 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 Once again, patience. Patience. made perfect in you. Yeah. Man. So if you don't mind, sir, it would be great if you just pray into the area. Of, uh, I think the unforgiveness area is something that's come up quite a bit. So I yeah. think it'd be yeah. we can pray into Absolutely. To pray into and then we can close Absolutely. Up. Father, we just honor you. We just thank you uh, for this time that we've had, Father, together. Lord, it's been precious time. It's been sacred time. It's been a time of of learning, a time of growth, a time of edification. And Father God, I, I praise my desire that iron was sharpened. And even as I, I was sharing with my, the brothers and my brother, 
that I was sharpened, Lord. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Father, for these times and these moments of introspection. For, Lord, we are truly reminded that you've been with us the whole journey. We were fearfully and wonderfully made uh, in you, and you planned and purposed us even before we were conceived. You, and, and as we were formed, you were in the forming. And as we grew up in our in our in our, our, our childhood years and in our adolescence and in our teenage years and in our young adult years father you've been with us molding and shaping us you've you've seen and heard every emotion every thought every feeling for you've, you've heard silent cries and you've heard silent screams you've seen when people have mistreated you've seen when we've mistreated others yet here you are holy spirit still for us still yeah. fighting for our sobriety still still fighting for our well-being and Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that there will be a wholeness that is produced even out as we close out this month, that there's a wholeness that you've poured into men. There's a, there's a restoration that has happened. And as David said, you, you restore the soul, that you've restored our mind, our will, our emotions. Father God, that you've given people even in this time courage to voice, courage to speak, courage to share, courage to take the next step for counseling, the next step for therapy. Lord, that you're removing the stigma, oh Lord, of, of, of what it means to be a man to man up and be strong. You're removing the stigma, Father God, of a shallowness in dealing with our emotions. But Father, you're giving us depth. You're giving us weight. And I pray, Father God, for those that need help in the arena and area of forgiveness, those that are struggling to let go of grudges, those that are struggling to let go of, of what they did and what he did and she did. But Father, in the name of Jesus, that there'll be a supernatural peace that you will, you will bestow upon your children, that you'll heal hearts, you'll heal pain. Father God, you'll do surgery. You'll go down in the thing yeah. and, and heal and work on the things that we've repressed and buried. You'll uproot it, Father God, and take up every remnant and residue of it, Father God, and pour in your healing balm and pour in your healing oil. You'll do it, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, that we will come up to a new level in our emotional competence and new level in our emotional well-being and you will cause us to be men like Jesus that the mind of Christ rest upon us and we think like him talk like him we process our emotions like him we process our pain like him and we're not afraid of vulnerability and we're not afraid of transparency and we're not afraid afraid of authenticity for that is what is needed at this hour so father we thank you for it and we bless you for it and we believe we receive it according to our faith. In yeah. Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Amen. Guys, let, let me see amens in the comments. Fire emojis in the comments. Amen. Amen. And amen. I want to encourage you guys. Please, as you guys know, next week, Saturday, is the Say Yes Men's Conference. Please, please, guys, let's spread the word. Invite somebody. It's going to get juicy next week. We've got worship by Michael <laughs> London. We've got teachings from Omar and, and Red Is. We've got a panel discussion with, with Ashley Gabriel and others. It's going to be a phenomenal time where we tackle this area of, of surrender, this area of wholeness, this area of, 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 of living this life as a man for Jesus, for real. We're going to talk about our experiences, our failures, and how we overcome. I'm going to speak to pain. I'm going to speak to how we overcome pain. I'm going to speak about what it means to be yielded, men of God. So I encourage you all. It's free. 
register online. We're going to be streaming onto YouTube. And when you register online, you will get an opportunity to win a Beats by Dre headphones. Please, man them. Just do the thing. Okay? Do the thing. Rev Israel, thank you so much again, sir. I appreciate you. I honor you. Guys, it's been a phenomenal night. I'm going to bless all of you, man, them. Have a fruitful week. I encourage you all, you know, as disciples, go over these conversations again, listen to them again. You know what I mean? Like, just, 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 just get this word into your spirit. And most importantly, ask the Holy Ghost how he ought to lead you when he's unheard. I want to bless you guys right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace.